and I believe we are live, my friend. Not alive, but we are live on another episode of the best of our week. Um, episode 70, man. We're turning old. We're getting old in no, this thing. we are old now. 70, man. I mean, it's a big mile. I mean, I mean, it's not like a massive. It's not like we turned 100. Um, well, yeah, we'll have to I'm plan not. something fun for episode 100. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I, I really love that. So it is episode, I mean, episode 70 um, on this beautiful May 9th. 19th 2022 dates for me are very vague you know what i mean it's like a loose translation i know it's somewhere between monday (laughs) and friday because if it's on the weekend i know i'm not doing half the things i do so yeah uh for For sure sure. Uh, so welcome back juan hope you're doing well mr excitement my friend a few (laughs) last last week we we both got to take the wraps off embargoes this week um, another embargo, and in the midst of everything else that was going on, my Steam Valve Deck decided, order yeah, Valve finally like, shipped. Yes. So we've got we've got this bad boy in the Look house too. That. The big old every Valve. Time, so every time I see the every time I see the, the Steam Deck, I always have a little bit of flashbacks to uh, the um, what's it called, the Qualcomm Atari uh, Lynx. No, 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 no. So, okay. So oh. last December when I was at Qualcomm at the, at the summit, they had the X3, uh, the new SOC oh, for mobile yeah, gaming. Yeah, yeah. It has, it, I mean, obviously it's it's more Android related, like it's supposed to be more of For an sure. Android solution, but a larger screen, better grip, better cooling and all of that good stuff. Um, so every time I see the Steam Deck, I always get that little bit of that vibe because I haven't held one of, well, I haven't held a Steam Deck before. So I, obviously the good thing about it is you finally got it. Made yeah. me want to look if I can get one. And then it says um, third quarter of 2022. So they're getting better at their, yeah. you know, their dates. So not bad. I can wait six months. <laughs> I mean, did you put in? Did you put in a, a pre-order? I, I, I did. I wanted to put in the pre-order. That I, I'll say that. I, 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 I would say I held back. If you're interested in that kind of mobile gaming, because mm-hmm. it's five bucks, and then you can decide oh, when it's oh, ready absolutely. to ship. Yeah, no, no, exactly. If you actually yeah, yeah. want to pull the trigger on it, I, my, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm almost pe- tempted to say that I feel like by Christmas time. We mm-hmm. will have a secondary solution. It's at least a more Android-centric solution, not necessarily mobile well, gaming in the sense of what the Steam Deck can do. You know and, what I and, mean? Uh, I mean, we're we're going to talk about the Steam Deck, like actually using it. I'm about three days into really like every free moment I have in between. Like, oh, I'm I, I assume it was going to be total, total like media media blackout of Juan. Once I saw the and picture of the thing, I was like. I think we lost Juan for the rest of the week. I, yep, that should be the timing when Juan just, yeah. just falls off the face of the earth. Through Father's Day, Juan <laughs> is going to be staring at this tiny little screen. Like, and I it's am, not even worth I am to, testing to everything out. under the sun. I am in, not only did I install an eGPU, but I'm installing yeah, a Ryzen. Exactly. And <laughs> re- I resoldered the M.2 on there. Uh, um, uh, yeah. what, what, uh, what, what I think is really interesting, because you bring up a great point, we're, we're definitely going to be seeing Qualcomm making a bigger play. We know okay. NVIDIA is interested in this shot. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw developer listings go up for Nintendo, that Nintendo is looking for the, a, a team to start moving forward on whatever the next generation of Switch is going to be. I doubt that's going to happen this year i but we I, know that that's for, for in, in process but yeah uh, and and when we look at you know the the steam deck joins a really healthy conversation that has only been fulfilled by smaller boutique players yeah. in this space there are a number of these really tiny small form factor pcs that are built for gaming yeah um and and you know this this design isn't 
isn't terribly unique. It's just really impressive that for, for Valve's very first generation of it, it's come out as well polished as it has. So I, I, again, I mean, if you're interested in mobile gaming, the Nintendo Switch is still a monster. Oh, if absolutely. you're like me and you're an old who has a pretty healthy library of Steam games, um, has been grabbing every free game of the week on Epic. By the way, free game of the week on Epic this week is Borderlands 3. That's still like a $60 game, so go get it for free. I I mean, like, if you're listening to this on the replay or if you're watching it right now, I'm not going to fault anyone in our chat (laughs) suddenly vanishing to scramble over to Epic Games and grab their copy of Borderlands. Um, I'm not the biggest Borderlands fan, but it's fun to kind of jump into I, that world, that absolutely. like ultra crude humor kind of kind of first person shooter, looter shooter uh, is a, is a lot of fun. And Say that ten times fast. Borderlands is is such <laughs> no fun. the other way. Looter oh, shooter. the looter shooter. <laughs> um, so the looter shooter and, show and, uh, on the episode seventy. Yep, go ahead. And, and next up on my list of things to try on the Steam Deck is to finally figure out what the better way to get my Epic library on there is. Um, I need to also do the same thing. Like, my, my copy of Control came from good old games. Yes. Came from GOG. So it's like, ah, I really want to play Control on this thing. I've got to figure out how to get other <laughs> Not game stores yeah, on yeah. here. Uh, but you know, it, it, when when you're an old like me, the console generations get very frustrating. So I put out uh, it's it's early access. It's on the Patreon. I think it's going to go I, public on Saturday. I, I saw um, yeah, yeah. It, it's a rambling 16 minute video of just my hands manhandling the Steam Deck. Um, but but one of the things oh I that thought you were I, talking I, about the uh, I'm sorry yeah, yeah yeah I saw I saw the thing about the Steam Deck. I also saw your uh, Vivo as well. Some of the other oh yeah, so the Vivo's about. public. The, the the Vivo's good to go on on all channels. But literally this this afternoon, I put out my my kind of first thoughts on Steam Deck after using it for a couple of days. And one of the things I say in that video is, we my my wife and I we're we're very different gamers, but we come together in these little nexus points. Like mm-hmm. we're classic old school Nintendo kids. We love picking up like you know I've got the SNES Mini still connected to my TV here in the office. Um, but it's got to be something really fresh to get both my wife and I kind of on the same page. Yeah. The only game that's done that recently is It Takes Two. And and we both, like, it, it's just such a charming game. We really loved playing it. I don't think she really got why I was so excited for Steam Deck way back last year when I put in my pre-order. Mm-hmm. But once she picked it up and she goes into my Steam library and she's scrolling through years of old games, she lands on Portal. And she's like, wait a minute. Like, Portal. And you're like, yeah. Not like New Portal or Portal 2 or something. No. The original Orange Box Portal. She literally starts humming, you mean, this was a triumph. I'm making a no here. Huge success. And I, yes. And and it suddenly kind of clicked. Like, this isn't when we had a PS3 and we bought tons of games for our PS3. Mm-hmm. And then we got our PS4 and none of it carried over. That burned yep. my wife so bad on console generations mm-hmm. that, like, she hasn't really been lit up for a Switch. We haven't been motivated to really run out there and try and grab our PlayStation 5. If we happen to catch one full, you know, at MSRP, we'll try and grab it. But it's not yeah. been a motivating factor. And she's holding the Steam Deck. And, like, you can see, you can see that light bulb go off, like, 
I know you've spent so much money on Steam, and it's all right here. <laughs> like and it's she's going through like. And it's portable, and and you know the button layout is great, the hardware is great. You know, my daughter has suddenly gotten really interested in picking up the Lego games, uh, Lego Harry Potter and Lego Star Wars, which I've had since they were originally launched. I, I liked just kind of going brainless and playing Lego Star Wars. Like it's such oh, yeah. a dumb, easy game. You just kind of oh, I... <laughs> your way through lightsabers. Yeah, we um, didn't Lego Batman. We didn't go Star Wars. On yeah. That the the Lego Batman games, I, you know, I, yeah, I've yeah. got most of the Lego collection. Now, even my daughter's like, I think I need to get better at using a controller. You know, my daughter has only been into touchscreen, tablet-y kinds of games. And That's now true. she's like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, I see mommy and daddy are both really interested in this. And now I'm going to get interested in it, too. So just the philosophy of it is is taking the right set of compromises yep. from a Nintendo Switch but then stapling it to generations of games. Like I've been a Steam member since Steam first started and and just that marketplace hasn't let me down yet for any time I want to pick up an old game, I can go back and play it. If I want to go back and play Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Oh man. It that game hasn't aged well, but I can go back and play Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. You know, it, it's 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 so refreshing yeah. not being caught up. And the fact that it's basically just a mini AMD PC. No, absolutely. The form factor alone for me is the appealing part. It's a bigger display, controllers, better cooling, good ergonomics overall, like the button placement and the mouse pad, and the fact that it actually looks pretty clean, seriously. I mean, even on video, it seriously looks sick. Like, I'm, I'm going to drive shocking. over to your house on Friday, no, no, knock I out mean, the door like, at, like, 9 a.m. Um, like, hey, man, can I borrow, can, no, can, can, can the deck come out we and need play? To do, we need to do an in-person stream, and I might also reach out to Trish and see if we can, yeah. maybe for, uh, you know, maybe a Friday morning or on her schedule. She's booked crazy um, oh, throughout the summer. So. Yeah, it's, it's but, been some time since we've had her on. But I really want to hang out in person again, because <laughs> I miss your face. Um, but, two, like... It's it's just so immediate to pass it around and 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 again, I, I you know you cover a lot of gaming on phones. I've been trying to work a little bit more gaming into my YouTube channel. Yeah. Trish and I used to co-host on Newegg where we would do a lot of our gaming stuff, but she's primarily a Twitch streamer. Yeah. And uh, you know, like I mentioned, like I went over to her place and we we got to kind of jump on a stream for a bit, and it was like immediate. Like we 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 fired up Overcooked too. And Trisha and I just started communicating like we used to back when we were hosting on Newegg. It was like, okay, nice. I need that over here. Okay, can you throw it? Can you just throw it? Okay, I need rice. Get that boiling? Okay, I'll, I'll tackle the dishes. Like, it <laughs> it, it just clicked. And Tactical she's exactly approach. the kind yeah. of person. Tactical and methodical for... through the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so good. She's so good. I need the rice. Give um, me the bowl. Give me the water. Toss it. by and, and, and in every way, again, it's, it's so hilarious that like when Trisha and I – talk about our families like we are just sort of gender flipped in our relationships <laughs> yeah. because her husband is super type a he's got like an accounting background in hollywood my wife is is very type a she handles contracts and negotiations you put them on a game like overcooked and and they can't handle it they they lock up and it's like everything needed to be perfect and precise and i didn't make it all perfect and precise and now you know everything sucks 
And then Trish and I are like, yeah, okay, throw this, do this, do that over here. We're the loosey-goosey ones in our relationships, and yet we're sitting there like three-starring every single level that we fire up on Overcooked. Sorry, short story, sure. incredibly long. Um, in person, definitely. It, it's Yeah, we, we need to do an in-person. So you can literally just pass it around, and, and it's so accessible. It makes all of the right choices, in my opinion, it makes all of the right choices for moving a game out of a room, a PC game out of a big box and monitor in a space that you are totally sedentary and puts it into a Nintendo Switch kind of idea. So you, you Can we instantly get Call of Duty flip. on it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, so without, you know, getting too specific about, like, wow. what my wife does for a living, but yeah. um, we have most of that catalog... So, I mean, no reason. I'm not. I'm not like flashing merch for any specific reason. I double you know. dog dare you. I'm gonna go in my direction, my friend. <laughs> I love it's it. It's not like I'm not subscribed to a certain ecosystem. No, uh, for sure. Um, so, I just I truly I, I, wanted like that would be for me a, the biggest thing ever. Like me being able to go yeah. on long rides. <laughs> <laughs> like, honey, do you mind driving? Yes, okay, thank you. I'll be really Gen- busy I mean, for the next genuinely, and especially for the for the, for the way that you for the way that you play, the only thing that I think is going to let you down is, um, it is like your data connection. Oh, but yeah, but yeah. in that, what what I what I think is what I think is kind of interesting. We've been in this rush in phone tech. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I've I've done a number of videos. I've got my uh, Red Magic here. Yeah, the, or the Pro. So there yeah. are games. There, there are games on the Red Magic mm-hmm. that can play at 120 hertz, which yeah. the Steam Deck isn't going to be able to do. We're, we're starting to hit some of those points mm-hmm. where what we take for granted in just basic lifestyle phone tech can outperform a lot of our console tech. Because, because we finally hit that, that normalization that you know you see a 90 hertz refresh rate at a, bu- at a budget price point. The, the yeah. 120 and 165. And I think, uh, I mean, so th- this is where I kind of a little bit got frustrated, with, not frustrated, but more wondering why they would do it the other way. But the uh, the Red Magic 7 has 165 frames per second resol- uh, refresh rate display. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, virtually faster, although it's technically based, I think, is on last year's display where yours has a better display. If I'm not mistaken, I think the reason I, you why... You know, I, I, I think one of the major issues was the uh, UDC. Oh, I think I, 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 I'm. This is my guess. My guess is that in in coming up with a more expensive de, uh, camera housing for that selfie camera that hides mm-hmm. very well. I mean, yeah, so yeah. much better than what Samsung has done so far. It hides so well under the display. I think you look at a screen that's going to scale better, but it doesn't really auto scale like other premium phones. You set sixty ninety one twenty. It, yeah. I, it doesn't really slide lower it, than yeah, that. Yeah, the, the, it's not and a then, very high variable. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much... But, but you make the want. compromise, like, we're spending this much to incorporate the under-display the under camera. We are, we're going to whittle back on this, like, how we're driving the display and whether or not it's going to cycle above. And mm-hmm. it's not too much of a compromise when genuinely I can't find any Android games that do live over 120 hertz so even very when cute. your yeah, screen can because i've got the motorola cute. yeah yeah that's my true. my, my moto same. edge is 144 but mm-hmm. there's no game i've played on it that that can even spike 
to 144, let alone sustain at 144 For, words. Uh, for me, so. the, um, I think was it uh, Red Dead, not Red Dead Redemption. There's a couple of games like Dead, oh, sorry, Dead Dead by Dead. Um, I'll, I'll get the game. But there's two games mm-hmm. that I know that do push the 165 or the 144. So, uh, Re- uh, Real okay. Racing 3 will always hit it. All right. It's not a very high detailed game, but it's a game that has sure. a lot of you know moving parts. Um, and then I think it's, um, I want to say Dead Cells, but it's not Dead Cells. Dead Cells is a very different game. Long story short, there's a few games. It's an FPS. Um, nice. Okay. I got, now I got to find out what the game is. This is bugging Because <laughs> I know but, what it but, is. I downloaded it on my But again, I, I feel like you, you pick up a Nintendo Switch and you expect the compromises. You expect that oh, this Dead is Trigger not going to be. Thank you. Dead Trigger? Dead, Dead, Dead Trigger 3. Did you say dead finger? You said dead finger because well, you saw the finger. fingers, didn't you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's dead trigger. I think it's trigger. Dead trigger. Th- no, it's dead trigger. Saying? Yeah, but you know what? Dead trigger doesn't hit one twenty on all phones. I forget which uh, one it was. I want to say it was. Um, and it hits it, it at was. different spots too because it'll hit yeah. it like at the beginning when you're doing the cutscenes. It'll jump at a really right. high refresh rate, and then sure. gameplay kind of fluctuates a little bit. I, um, but but I I, th- I want to say it was maybe the Black Shark where I was expecting like oh yeah this should be able to handle 120 easy oh no it's it's capped. But anyway, um, and I was also uh, wrong. It's that trigger two, not three. Okay, well this is me. Welcome back. Um, you know, it's I, I apologize for my co-host, ladies and gentlemen. How dare he? But uh, so, yeah. I, what I was what I was going to say though is, yes, be, because we, we've got to look at like portability. I'm going mm-hmm. to take my Steam library out into the real world. You're okay. not going to get, you know, that that HEDT PC gaming experience. No, no, um, I, don't get me wrong. I, my thing, it, it I would very much say is, is in line with something like a Switch. Which one did you end up picking up? The, was it the high end model, or did you get the uh, mid range? Oh, a, I you went to the, the SSD, right? top end storage. The... Yeah, okay, so I'm at, I'm at five five twelve. Okay, um, SSD. And, and I mean, like lo- loading loading games is is reasonably quick. I, I, obviously, you know, the more graphics intense and demanding the game is, the longer it's going to take to load. But load times haven't really been an issue, and. I, the immediacy of getting the game to play is easily balanced by if I want to play a game on my super nice workstation with a great GPU in my office, mm-hmm. I kind of need to prep just a bit or like I need to go to my office and sit down and boot that up and then get everything kind of ready for gameplay as opposed to streaming or video editing mode. Yeah. And the ability to just pick this up, push a button you know, even through the touchscreen, navigate to the game I want to play and get it started is mm-hmm. so much faster and it's so much more immediate. I, I am down to a point now in my grown-up life where I can I can easily count out minutes of time that mm-hmm. that eat into my gaming time. And if it's gonna take ten minutes to kind of get office into the zone for where I can play a game, that might be a third of my gaming budget for that sit down. Like maybe I genuinely only have about a half hour. And that's why I've gotten so into phone gaming is because I can whip out that phone, push a button, get into a game. It's it's maybe not the the best game ever. Well, I mean, I would debate they're getting better on some. No, no, no. But, but you know what I mean? It's like, I'm willing to make a compromise because I can spend 30 minutes gaming on my phone where I'll lose five to 10 minutes if I wait and set up my workstation to get it going and Steam Deck is now bridging that where I I can now 
chip into some of these really great PC titles that have just been kind of sitting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, again, we all have so many games in our game libraries that maybe we really haven't played through. They're just sitting there and we've never fired them up. I've always wanted to, but the time it takes to really get invested in something is is just a little too far for this sit down. So yeah. just for the next half hour, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, just shoot some magnet balls or play some Tesla force. I'll just, I'll just, you know, kill some time on my phone. Now I feel like I can much more easily pick up, jump into a gaming experience and then the the save state is absolutely phenomenal. So, okay. you know, again, if you're used to a Nintendo or, or now like PlayStation 5 and the new Xbox, you know, if you need to just stop for a second, the, the system can very quickly save your state in that moment. Mm-hmm. You push a button and you're right back into gameplay again. And Steam Deck does that in a way that my desktop and my gaming laptop absolutely can't. Okay, good. Good, good. So uh, it, it's, the, it's been very exciting. The, uh, the, uh, the configuration with 512, was that the one with 16 or 32 gigs uh, RAM? 16, right? I don't think there is a 32 gig option. I think they're all 16. 16. Because I, I always... I'm pretty sure the major differences are storage and then the, the top end has a, has a special etched glass front panel screen. Oh, so the, gl- um, so the display that you have is... Which I, I believe contributes almost nothing to the experience. It, like, I bought it for the storage. I wanted the <laughs> one with the most GBs. I, I, I did not get it for any of the other... You, you also get, like, a special custom keyboard skin. It's oh. a super bright skin. I don't want that. I want the default black black keyboard with a white text. I'm an old. I don't want like a like a neon you, you've said that, you've said unicorn. That a few times that, yeah, yeah, I know. You said we turned rainbow on the episode, my friend. I didn't say we're turning. So, so uh, yeah, yeah. N- none of the additional perks for the Steam Deck buying it at the high end appealed to me in the slightest. The only thing I wanted was the most storage that I could get my hands on. Because part of this is going to be the talking about on the channel and running different games through different benchmarks and, like, trying to describe performance. But at the same time, I also want, like, instant access to every single arcade game that I love to play. And so at a a, a moment's notice... That that it's not shared with Microsoft Office and Windows Update. Exactly. Yeah, you're right, you're right. it's, It's a dedicated space... That happens to be extremely mobile at a very good ergonomic uh, structure. So, you know, and, I, I like the function. And, of it. Yeah. It, it, and, and you nailed it right there, too, where I love I love gaming phones. But if it were really my, you know, like, for example, my, my SIM card is not in my Red Magic right now. My Red Magic has just been kicking around my house as a way to quickly pick up and play games for very short periods of time and in, in, in yeah. decent little bursts. Mm-hmm. And if this were my main phone... I completely appreciate some of the criticisms that other people have had that you're constantly getting served distractions. You can do everything you want to like minimize distractions or turn off notifications on your phone or do, do not disturb or try to try to handle that. But when you want to get invested in a piece of media, if you're doing it on your phone, I I understand why some people can't handle those like pop-ups, those, those uh, interruptions and again, moving your gaming, it's just like having a, a really nice, you know, digital audio player, you know, like mm-hmm. a DAP with a really good DAC. You're moving your music listening to a dedicated device. It's going to be better for that specific purpose. Yeah. But, um, but, so but I guess I you were right. Yeah, all of them have the same RAM. Sorry. Yeah. I, again, I, I really appreciate that Steam isn't playing too many games 
with like horsepower configurations, it's an okay starter level. Mm-hmm. If you just want to kind of pick up something for a game or two, like you've got a very specific idea of what you're going to play, the base model Steam Deck kind of makes sense. And you can always, you know, pop in a memory card if you want some bigger, but a little bit slower storage. I really feel the sweet spot is at 256. Um, depending on, on what kind of game library, what you're into, whether or not you're like me and you're kind of an obsessive hoarder of, of digital media, the 256, I think makes the most sense. I went big to 512 because I am that guy who wants my work games and my personal fun games all on there all at the same time. And I don't want to have to juggle game installs to, Mm -hmm. to deal with that. So that's why I took the step up. But genuinely, you know, the RAM processing, compute power, I mean, we're, it's, it's shocking. You, you and I have both done little mini PC builds, right? Like little oh, Nook absolutely. clones and mm-hmm. Azules yeah, yeah. and things like that. And, and this being like a little AMD, a four-core, eight-thread APU in here. Yeah, yeah. I, it's crazy. The, the it's... fact that this this is unseating, like that last Core i5 that I did. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, do you still have the Geekom? Were you playing with the Mini, the Mini IT5? Was that uh, the no? I, I I was honestly, I'm still waiting on the Geek. I mean, it works okay. with them, uh, but yeah, no, no, uh, I've seen it at your place. So obviously, this is not a Windows PC. So I'm not trying to judge it oranges to oranges no, no, you know, it's no, more powerful than no, than a core is, i5 this laptop. is a purposely built piece of hardware that does very well what it does because it's not everything else but yeah and you're right you, it's not a windows but if you optimize for linux it definitely kicks the butt of any similarly priced windows machine for playing so games oh yeah yeah and, you know, we are taking a step down in resolution because I think a lot of people who have like 1080p laptops would want to try and game at 1080p. And this is uh, and most 1280 of those by lap- 800. Well, what I was also going to say, though, is 1080p laptops, most gaming laptops are probably 1080p, 165, 170. Uh, sure. The refresh rate is much higher than 60, which is what I was trying. I'm tempted to ask. Is it 60 locked or is it? Yeah, like 60 a- hertz. So, OK, so maximum yeah. is 60. OK. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's that's what I mean. It's like you you are definitely picking some switch style compromises. You're yeah. you're gonna be playing at it's a, a lower, reasonable yeah. frame rate for even some of these more demanding titles, and I think the experience is is better and cheaper than if you got yourself an okay gaming laptop that can that can definitely outperform this. But you'd be much louder, you'd be tethered, you'd have to be in, in it's a much different experience. I, I recently reviewed an MSI, like a thousand dollar gaming budget yeah. laptop. And awesome. No, no, I mean the MSI gaming hardware has been bulletproof. Oh no, absolutely. It's been but great. what I what I would say though is I would still likely go with more something more like a Steam Deck because it is although you do lose a certain percentage, you're gaining that mobility, you're gaining that functionality, being able to you know, save it, go on. I mean, if you have obviously Wi-Fi dependent or internet uh, connectivity and, and data caps and so on. But I'm saying is essentially that's the exciting part of it for me. Isn't It's not mm. the fact that I can play the game here on my PC. It's the fact that I can pause it, get in the car, get on the road, get, you know, on my hotspot, and I can pick up where I stopped. Mm-hmm. To me, that is absolutely epic. That's like, a, that's like really, really, really like a uh, double bonus level kind of thing. So this is why I'm excited about it. But uh, yeah, hopefully we can set up a time um, in the next few weeks 
and uh, we'll be able oh, to. Sure. Maybe, I'm, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna reach out to Trish and just see what her schedule is kind of looking like, and then we we should definitely try and do like an in person. Well, whichever day we do, make sure we just don't do it on a really hot day. So let's just play for. All right. You, you yeah, remember we, that one time we were sitting just above park with the yeah I know. We've done both extremes: really, really hot and really, really cold. But then also uh, pass around like a real high spec, you know, small fan gaming peripheral. Like, hey, just play on this for five minutes before it it nukes itself. I, you know, the 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 rest of it, the experience so far has been pretty good. I I can't think of many gaming laptops that can hang on Arkham City for a couple hours and and wow. you know not not die. I mean, I can get just about two hours of solid gameplay without plugging anything in, and it's just a standard forty five watt charger. So you, even your one plus charger is gonna keep it topped off above pretty, uh, pretty what, quickly. What the power see. draw is yeah forty um, uh, forty PD on there. Because I want to say um, it's about a 10,000 milliamp hour battery by comparison. They say it's a 40 watt hour. So, of course, you have to say 40 watt hour by 3.8 volt use is somewhere around a 10,000 milliamp hour battery. It so, makes sense it, for that it, size of a... I mean, you have the span. You have the space as long as it's not mm-hmm. blocking any boards or they're oh, yeah. not making sure they're on top of any kind of you know heat generators. I think it should be perfectly fine. And well, you have and, that massive opening both on top yeah of the bottom, that, right? that and on the that back. top vent here is yeah. is just like i mean if you if you were obsessively digging through all the teardown videos like i was like this whole strip right here mm-hmm. gets pretty toasty okay but, but it's centered it's, it's nowhere me. near what you're really holding on to so this this like middle column from where the airflow is on this side yeah. kind of pulling up and then going out venting out the top this whole core section is where all all the toasty bits are and that's so refreshing after playing on some real high-spec gaming phones that are getting yeah, heat yeah. out of the screen that you're trying to interact with. Most do it. it. It's it's not a – it's not. I have a, a very few devices that are, are truly trying to protect the heat from the front. But typically, yeah, yeah when the phone overheats, it's, it's dissipating heat in any shape, way, or form. So the display, the camera modules, uh, around the buttons, on the side, on the radio. Yeah. So it, it – Heat has to go somewhere. Unfortunately, it has it to does. be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so it's either it goes to the back or to the front. Uh, but I like but the fact I also that did a fan test play longer on mm-hmm. on the video. So if if you're on the Patreon, you can catch it now. If if uh, when you when you wait for the the public version, uh-huh. I was pretty impressed with the fan noise. Um, I, I put it up directly against my Red Magic Seven, so you'll you'll get to hear. Pretty okay. clearly, I'll have to catch- how different. I saw the notification. I didn't get a chance to catch the video. The, this last, um, this week's been somewhat crazy for me. <laughs> yeah, we've been busy. <laughs> I I was so busy that I literally only dropped one video and one video alone. And I have, I've shot a separate video, but I need to, uh, I need to do another one. Uh, actually, tonight after we're done, I do need to shoot a little bit of uh, a roll to to put a video out for tomorrow. So it'll be Mister <laughs> Mister Timing on it. But anyways. Um, I did want to talk to you a little bit about the X80, but I I, I feel like that's going to be a little bit of a chunk of a conversation. So I feel, sure. felt like since I kind of already threw it in. Um, yeah, so get me, some link buds, the, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So Sony just re- released the Link Buds 2 or the Link Buds S. Very different than what I have. What I chose to go with, uh, or I tried to basically get my hands on, was the Link Buds. The, the original open back, in uh, not in-ear, the open back earbuds. Um it was a weird solution at the time when I first heard about it. I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why people would want to, uh, per se, you know, keep something in your ear like this 
that you can wear on top of another pair of buds or even use them to be more aware of the situation around you. So this, this actually, what I liked about it when I, when I started using it, that it was, um, it's almost like it was for dads. I don't know if it was really like the best way to say it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, because, you know, as a dad, I'm always working. I like using good earbuds, <laughs> but do you again, enjoy wearing socks with your all-terrain sandals? These earbuds <laughs> might be for you. For you. Um, no, so for me, the way I really, really enjoyed, like for me, I like the, the one thing that made me over the moon about them and why I would probably yeah. pick them up more consistently is literally what we're doing right now. I'm not saying that I don't want to pay attention to you or not listen, mm-hmm. but let's say this was a, a presentation, a Zoom call, you're sitting in there, sometimes you're in there for an hour, maybe two, sure. but you want to listen to your favorite podcast or something like that, but you don't want to get that distraction, right? You don't want to do the whole half things, whatever. I found that the link buds are so small, Right. And they're so this tiny. whole time you've been listening to other things this whole time. I'm going through my uh, my mechanical binge right now, so I'm just gonna listen to the whole album. No, um, it was um, it was a it was a, it was a weird solution for me because I started wearing them quite a bit to use them, and I like the fact that you could just basically put them, put them in, and it doesn't change the way you listen. Mm-hmm. That's what I loved about it is that having them in or having them out, I can hear you the exact same way. It's not an artificial. It's not a, uh, a processing of audio with microphones yeah. and they're trying to simulate or in, uh, maybe amplify the uh, surrounding. So that part I enjoyed a lot. I also enjoyed the fact that at lower decibels, you're able or more medium decibels, you're able to actually enjoy your environment a little bit more. So I can sit outside, play some you know nice relaxing music, but then and still hear the birds around me. I can still yeah. hear the woodpecker. You know what I mean? Those little things I enjoyed more. I I also understand that they're not all rounders. They're not going to be for everybody. This is for a specific um, type of person that has those type of needs. And sure. I think that for me, it fit my my normal work schedule. And um, while I was at uh, Team Pixel last week uh, for the mm-hmm. Google I.O. watch party, uh, I needed to jump in on, onto a call. So I literally had would one ear i was still able to listen and have everything kind of the whole immersion of two different systems i just made sure i was muted so right i love that function um but these are not what you'd expect typically from an open back pair of cans like like well, not these but like like these over ear mm-hmm. the things that you probably want to be in a very quiet area this is intended to be more around life so i felt like it would be a nice kind of transition from uh you know talking steam deck and then bringing it back to mobile well, yeah i I feel like Sony has the right idea. I mean, yeah. just to kind of to put a pin in what you were you were bringing up there. Um, they look to me like the higher quality audio version of a good bone conduction headset. It, it's getting there. I think it it feels that way. And for me, the biggest thing that I got with them, seriously, I was wearing them the whole time. Um, it was the the control, the gesture controls on this is you don't actually tap on your on the buds themselves. You tap for the area in front. So it feels the vibration through the tapping of the skin, like right, right. tap right here. And it does the same thing, you know, the double tap and the triple tap. So I've I've tried a couple of bone conduction ones, uh, and honestly, this felt really good. It it gets very nice, very bassy if you want it, because it's beaming, obviously the audio is going straight into your ear canal. Mm-hmm. Um but it's also very comfortable, and it, it it just they felt like good buds. There's just no ANC and no artificial well, pads. The opposite just... of ANC. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, no, no. The, yeah, <laughs> it, it is not trying. This is why I said it. it I, I, it's not trying to. There's no way to make it. I mean, this right. is as good of ANC I could have done, right? Put the earbuds in my ear, get a pair of over ear cans, put them on top, boom. You, know what you need them. are those those like airline 
you know, the, oh, the people yeah, out the, on the runway, those giant yeah, like aviation orange, protection yeah, yeah, headsets. Aviation protection, that level of protection. Um, and I think it should be, we should be able to kind of, um, you know, appreciate it. But at the end of the day, I think it, it's a solution. It's a different solution. Uh, and of mm. course, Sony didn't abandon their, their standard model, which is the LinkBuds S that was announced uh, or announced today, probably available in a couple of days. Um, and, you know, so for me, Sony is like hitting out out of park, right? So we get those, we get the, the XM4s over the ear, and then now we have the LinkBuds mm-hmm. S. So they're still producing, putting out more stuff. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't resist it. I picked up the XM, uh, the XM5s, <laughs> actually, not the XM4. So they will That's, be here tomorrow. I mean, I'm, I'll be curious to hear your thoughts on that. I really enjoyed Jeff's coverage. Um, yeah. I'll have a review. Happy belated birthday, Jeff. XM5s. Hope you, if you're watching. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. Great. Someone tell him that we wish him a happy birthday. I don't even think he's in the chat right now. No, I mean, yeah, please, please let him. Yeah. But um, yeah, some some really cool stuff coming out from Sony. And and I like that they're they're kind of... I, I like that the LinkBuds reactions were very uncertain from a lot of tech tech bloggers, and and you know, Sony has decided that this is a market that they're interested in. So we're getting a refresh, like we're getting follow up products. It's not just oh, it wasn't an immediate success, so we're just going to give up. Um, I, I really feel, I really like that about Sony, where you yep. can tell their engineers have a bit more say. Mm-hmm. than just the the marketing people they're like no we're gonna make some more so figure out how to sell them and you're like okay cool um what? we'll get on yeah. that that sony headphone team awesome <laughs> and um the last sony piece of the conversation that i love to cover as well is although we had a lot of fun right we had a lot of good time and, and opportunity to check out the early uh-huh. hardware unfortunately my time is done um you know uh, my device uh, is uh bye-bye went back to the motherland um, you know, with both those little uh, one Mark IV uh, buddies, does that make them too I, much I, meat or no? Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I, I enjoyed my time with the Sony One uh, One Mark IV. I, I really yeah. feel um, it, it's it's yet again it's it's another example of like a monster specifically built kind of phone. Abs- absolutely, and, uh, absolutely. It's speaking my people language who get for it some reason, are, are but... really going to get it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, my only regret in my entire coverage that I've done on over obviously on the phone is. I wanted to try Music Pro. I don't know why. I want to try Music Pro. Oh, I, I want. I, I want to dying. see how that. I was hoping they could push it to us, and they were like, "Nope, you just no. have to send it back." And you're like, "Oh, <laughs> come on!" And of course, you know, now we're we're back at the bottom of the list, you know, with the commoners. Um, right. No, the the reality is, I think it was still a great opportunity. I, my unit did get an update right before, like the day I was returning it. And in my mind, my eyes like lit up. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Did they just push an update? This thing got an update. What do you mean it getting update? It's not supposed to, blah, blah, blah. All of the, all of the magical things that were happening. And then, of course, turned out just to be a security patch update. But yeah, couldn't get it. It is okay. what it is. It is, it is what um, it is, uh, but it'll be for another day. Before before we completely jump off the topic, and Danny's asking how far has Proton game compatibility improved from the Steam Deck launch. Yeah. I can't speak to the first wave of steam decks because i didn't have one and while i was obsessively trolling through like first impressions videos and teardown videos i wasn't really keeping an eye on my own library um the uh i I like how valve has structured their compatibility charts Mm -hmm. so there's like a tier for completely incompatible it's not going to work at all there's a tier for plays but is not supported. And then there's a tier for, you know, got the big green check mark, everything is good to go. Yeah. 
a lot of the games in that middle tier are getting the yellow question marks, um, the might be supported, might not be supported tier, simply because of things like menus might be a little too small to read. Like okay. the gameplay is great, everything's working working fine, but the game was obviously formatted for a different kind of much larger monitor. display. Yeah, yeah, no, or display experience, and and again for a lot of the games that I like, it's like I don't have a problem with that if the game is playing phenomenally well. I mean, I I can show you guys on mine. Um, I was about to, no, no, the, we do need a demo. We, do, we need we okay. need to fire I'll it up, it up. and, and uh, maybe we'll end the show with you finishing, uh, you know, getting into a match, and you know, we'll we'll, we'll maybe <laughs> sail into the sunset that way. So so I was I was expressing to TK like if I suddenly vanish or if my cameras all lock up. Whenever I go to camera, it gets it gets a little weird. Hey, um, okay. Hey, that that kind of worked. So yeah. uh, I you over it, here. It turns itself on here. pretty quick. Um, yep. I was there just trying go. out this guy right here. You know what I'm going to do real quick? I'm going to turn off my overhead lights. Sure. So I'll be dark and moody, but you'll be able to see the screen with a little less glare. Well, so no, turning it off for this actually wasn't as bad. Actually, it's pretty good. It just we lost a little bit of coverage at the bottom, but it looks good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here. Let me also. Let me dial that up a little too. Okay. And get in a little closer. Look at that. And I so everything to, here I want to be able to is... count uh, the, you know, the, oh, I want to basically see uh, Optimus Prime up close. Oh, you want to be able to see, you know, count every individual pixel of the 12, 1280 by 800? Yeah. So right now we've got this top, this top list here. And, mm -hmm. and this is what I think is really well organized. So games that are great on the Steam Deck in my library, mm -hmm. which, you know, I've only got about 300 games in my Steam library. 82 of them are rated for that green check mark. And okay. I was actually kind of surprised, you know, things like um, Arkham City. Aliens. This Arkham is the game of the year yeah. edition of Arkham City. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. All of the other Arkham games are yellow check are, are yellow question marks. Yellow so question marks. this one got the green check mark. It's good. It's oh, good okay. Go. I see. I see where you talk about the green. It's like yeah, the, the green check mark on the bottom right. Yeah, right. So I, there are a lot of things in here that are playing really well. I, I know a lot of folks are going to probably focus in on one very specific kind of gaming. This is a a Switch kind of competitor, so it must only be good for. Cart racers and you know Crash Bandicoot, or yeah, yeah. I'm really into Cuphead, um, but like platformers, Metrovanias, or how do you say that? Metroidvania is that? I think yeah. Metro, so yeah. like games like Dandara, that that, that uh, those have been great. Um, I was really into Defense Grid. It's Dude, an awesome Duke tower Nukem. defense. I know. Yeah. Oh yeah, Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah, Duke, Duke Nukem. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm showing you like again. I am an old, so there are lots of funky games. Yeah, Fables there, game. right there. Of course, you know. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so like, like and, and again, it's kind of weird. Even for Valve, Half Life Two, green mm -hmm. check mark. Half Life Two Episode Two, green check mark. Okay. Half Life Two Episode One, yellow question mark. <laughs> it's like it's so funny. Yeah, where Valve even, was like, eh, we what, could, what would technically be a first party game. <laughs> First Steam Deck is <laughs> like, is not fully uh, fully optimized the, for the it team. Yet. The team that worked on oh hey look Legos over there. Um, mm -hmm. Oh look at that. <laughs> Nice. Metro Exodus, Mother Gunship yeah. was fun. I enjoyed that nice. one. The first Overcooked. Oh, actually, Overcooked Two I have on my Epic library. I don't have it yeah, on yeah. Steam. Um, and yeah, again, that was when my oh. wife was like, "Oh, wait a minute, Portal." 
Portal. Like Portal 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 is on this, and you're like, yeah, yeah, you you, you just go play Portal. Um, like so it. Rise, Sonic Mania, and so yeah, yeah. so these are just all of the games in my Steam library that are that are like verified. Yeah, verified. Oh, so go. that's what the categories at the top because I can't. Um, I see all games, and then the but okay. yeah. So if I go to all games, like you can go through even more of my. Uh, well, yeah, and so all games give you everything, right? The, the red, the yellow, and the and the green. Mm-hmm. And so okay. you can see, like here, Counter Strike. Yeah. Yellow. Oh, it's not a question mark. It's a yellow eye thing. Must but be, a lot yeah. of these yellow yellow badged games are mm-hmm. playing really well. Oh, it, it might be something like is uh, Do Sex a uh, yellow or green? It's a yellow. Yellow. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. We didn't see it in yellow. But Doom is also in. Mm-hmm. Is Doom three D yellow? Or... I, I, I like. Sorry, last one. I promise. So Doom is just. We don't know if it works. And so oh. I would need to install that and see if that plays. But again, yeah, Doom yeah. 3 is in that middle tier of slightly older games where it might not hang with Proton at all. So I, I only, you, the only you reason kind of don't that, know it, on some of those. It, it, but you know what I mean? Like it's the mechanics of it are very, it's like a standard FPS type mechanic. Not a lot, but I understand it. it, it uh, mm-hmm. Either way, still the fact, I mean, Okay, I take that back. You, yeah, your collection is definitely extensive. Well, I, I've got and eclectic. I, and it shows tastes. my word very specifically because I don't want to make sure the detail <laughs> doesn't start. But yep, but right DTS now, like, hey, DTS. In in installed right now, like I, I had to give a run on Ape Out. Ape Out is just such a a, a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, Cuphead, you know, again, that is exactly the kind of twitch button shooting jump mechanics that you'd wanna you'd wanna play with. I just started playing Going Under. So this mm-hmm. game has the big old question mark. It doesn't, you know, like, Steam, Valve, they really don't know if this game's going to play well. The game's running great. The text is oh. a teeny bit too small. But it's this quirky, like, kind of dungeon looter, but you play a, a game developer, and mm-hmm. you have to troll through the, 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 the sort of basement of your, of your uh, startup to okay. like eliminate old interns that can't afford to live anywhere else. Like it's <laughs> hilarious. Um, Mother Gunship uh, Hellblade has been playing surprisingly well. And that was a game that even gave the PlayStation four pro a run for its money. Um, Nero Voiders as a really fun uh, twin stick shooter, kind of like enter the gungeon. So, I mean, really depending on what you're into, you can find well, classic gaming experiences. You can play arcadey, I think the only thing that I don't, I wouldn't play in this kind of like layout. Yeah. Um, I still don't love first person shooters when I'm on dual stick. I really like first person shooters on mouse and keyboard. But really, the only thing that's messed me up is tower is a uh, real time strategy. Okay. RTS is not fun <laughs> when you're trying to like even on these really great trackpads that they've mm-hmm. got on both sides of the screen. Yeah. Um, you just don't have the precision to really accomplish things quickly. But tower defense has been absolutely phenomenal where you can go immediately from trackpads into touchscreen and you can, it's, it's so immediate. It's so fast. To, so what uh, I was, what I was wondering, it's, is it possible to maybe get like a one minute, maybe like a 30 second demo of, of game, how the mechanics of game? Yeah. What do you want to see? Do you want to see something a little arcadey platformer? Absolutely. No, no. Arcadey for me, um, anything with a lot of movements in there, obviously from the green check list if possible or whatever you feel like already works. Um, 
Well, you already have yeah, Cuphead's installed, right? Yeah, I've yeah. got Cuphead. Why not? Like, th- I'm going to so turn is... the volume down, though, just in case, because I don't want us to get what our video, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. copyright struck. I, I don't think it would be a problem, but, you no, know, I know. you can never we're, be too careful. Just get it. Okay, well, I'm going to make my own soundtrack. <laughs> MDHR <laughs> Studio. <laughs> Um, the speakers are, are are pretty decent. I still need to do some testing on the headphone jack, but the headphone jack has been solid. Um, yeah, I, I, I forgot. Somebody on Twitter, uh, you know, was like, Juan, we need to deep dive on the audio audio experience I on know. this. <laughs> <laughs> don't, do the, don't do the unboxing. Don't do anything. So I'm, I'm playing this at an extreme angle so that it's, it's lined up with my camera. Thank you. Um, I, I but, originally, so, yeah, yeah. I, I will probably biff it on the on this next wave of spuds. Ooh, I landed hey. it. Okay, good. Whew. That would have been embarrassing because this is the very first boss <laughs> in Cuphead. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like you, I, I think people would be really hard pressed to look at this and say, like, oh, it's not got enough pixels, and I need it to be two hundred and forty frames per second. Um. Like I, this, this is exactly what I want when I'm kind of on the go, and I'm willing to even cap it a little bit for better battery life. Dude, this actually, from my angle, it looks really, really nice. That it's solid. That form factor. It's a good IPS display. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Don't get me wrong. It, the The design of the Switch is absolutely the right design for what it's purposed for. There's no question that the design is amazing, and I think what they did here is obviously it's a it's a much more powerful system than what a Switch could be, but. It's the form factor. That's what I like about it. And the display is actually large enough. Oh, whoops. And you shot the... That was uh, tough. Yeah. yeah. I See, thought I know, had the... my other my other power up. <laughs> oh, so no, at, at the... At the end of the day, you could see how easy it is. It was, it was very easy to get into the library and also pick the, the, mm-hmm. the actual game and launch it. And obviously it's already <laughs> installed. This is not, you know, download and run right away. Um, but I'm I I like the fact that it is something that you can you know take your experience with. Uh, the reason why I was asking you before about Call of Duty because of you know Call of Duty by itself will eat up half of that storage on the, mm-hmm. on the 256. Oh no, not half. Half of the 512 just to install. Yeah. Right. This is not including the you know the buffer and all of that other stuff that it needs. So yeah, there are absolutely some games that you you can definitely wreak havoc with the storage, and this is where 512 makes sense. Um, I didn't get a chance to spend a lot of time researching this, but are they upgradable? Are we not able to open them and swap the SSD? Well, at all? technically, yes, but I, you know, I I appreciate some of Valve's concerns where they have chosen very specific components to fit this shell, to fit mm-hmm. this power, to fit. So you want to be really careful when you're sourcing parts. Um, I'm going to exit out of this. And, and while we're talking, I'll fire up Hellblade just because I think it looks real pretty. Oh, absolutely. Um, you just got to be really careful. I, I, and let me put it that way. I, I don't think it's as doom and, doom and gloom where in the, the actual Valve teardown, they did their own teardown video. Yeah, I remember. They, you, posted, yeah, they did it first before. If, if you like, touch the wrong part of this logic board, you could die. And you're yeah, like, yeah. I don't think that's accurate, but okay. But if you want optimal performance and you want to make sure that heat is getting out of this appropriately and, and you want to make sure it's it's running as best as it can, I think you just got to be really careful with what drive you source and how you get it installed. I think it's 
I, I believe it's totally possible. It's totally doable. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, I, this, was, this was too important for me to, to buy, to tinker with. Like, I really want this to be a smooth-running, consumer-focused experience that I can also dabble and tinker with a little bit for the software. Um, I didn't want to get this to tinker with the hardware too mm-hmm. much. Um, well, I mean, the other thing is, like, it's also got a really killer desktop mode because it's just a KDE build of Linux. I, so uh, so in, in, in one of the, the image that you shared with the video post that you did on the Patreon had that in there. So I saw that I was like yeah. connected to the to the next talk. I'm like, yeah, that it's really nice. And it that's is. also what's cool is that USB C supports video out. It it you know you can throw it does to it, KDE it and extend. Does it charge your oh, Steam yeah. Deck? Oh, oh yeah. nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice. Now, when you're connected to something like um like a uh, a laptop dock, yeah, uh, it's um it's only going to kind of trickle charge it like you might still lose battery life over time. Mm-hmm. Um, my, uh, my next dock and my U perfect, they can't put out enough juice to overcome, uh, fact, the power need, draw. Yeah. Yeah. But we also, it needs 40. We said 40, uh, the, it comes with the 40, 45 charger? watt. Yeah. 45 watt. Yeah. So imagine that much power draw. Uh, you're right. Uh, it, it'll be more like it, you said, it's just power control to, to a kind of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but the I mean, man, like, check the this manual out, man. Dude, this looks amazing. 1280 by 800. Can, and... can we zoom in a little more? Can, can we get into the... Uh, or, you know, actually, no, no. We do need to see it in the, in the display. There's the whole. There's another thing. If you zoom too actually, much can... and it looks like you're streaming something. I, I think if I get oh, it that's right nice. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, I, I just... I'm trying to look at the shadows, the, uh, you know, the reflections and everything. I mean, this is actually rendering pretty well. Yeah, and and you can. I mean, I don't know how well it's it's coming because my mic isn't right in front of the the air vent. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's definitely cranking up the fan a lot, a lot harder than when we were playing Cuphead. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a lot more detail. Uh, definitely, uh, like I said, the, the the colors, the shadows, the sun reflections. I mean, this is really how so, how you want a portable experience. Yeah, that level. I, this type of game, I really think only. like mm-hmm. getting into the sort of the when once this gets a little older and a little more mature and once Valve starts talking about like a Steam Deck 2, uh-huh. I think one of the major improvements we'll see is better support for uh like compressed gameplay like FSR mm-hmm. um or DLSS, um the AMD's version of DLSS. And once once we can start tackling some of that more in hardware you know, that, that your really your good. visual experience is going to look indistinguishable from running a you know today what would be a thirty seventy uh, in terms of graphics performance on a screen this size on a, on a and and portability and and the ability of being able to mm-hmm. use other displays. I mean, if it's sixty frames per second, you're connecting it to the next stop makes perfect sense. You connect oh, and totally. you have a portable your total PlayStation. I mean, not PlayStation, but you know what I mean, like a portable station where you can play games, but not uh, anyways. Oh. And and what I what what I can show you here real quick. So again, we take this for granted on current generation consoles now. But mm-hmm. I just hit my little uh, power button here, and it shuts itself off. It kind of blinks itself, you know, away. Yeah, hi, but like, right. I, I put it down, and I go and I cook dinner, and I hang out with Lex and Marie, and like, oh, let me get back into playing that game. And I push the little power button, and there it is. I yeah. So I I attested yes exactly. That's exactly how the PlayStation, as you said before, right? The PSP, the PS5. So it, it, I, I, I'm, I, 
I'm playing Horizon West now. So obviously, uh, I, I, not that I say Call of Duty is not great, but sometimes I just want a nice, relaxing, open world, uh, amazing open, not open world, but uh, cinematic and, and graphics, sorry. Mm-hmm. Which is the game that you're playing right now reminds me quite a bit of, actually. Oh, yeah. Help, Hellblade is good times. It's definitely an emotional trip of a game. The combat is kind of rudimentary. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was kind of a nice palate cleanser after I got burnt out on um, Souls and Sekiro and those mm-hmm. kinds of games. Um, so it's not it's not like that. You still have the same like light attack, heavy attack, parry, dodge, that kind of a thing. But it's definitely not as like, you know, if you're playing Elden Ring, that is that's a cut above. This is this is something that's a little more simplistic. But the whole story is kind of remarkable, and the audio effects are really cool. So if you want something that's a little fresh on mm-hmm. this kind of third-person action fantasy, um, I really, really, really like Hellblade. And it's like not it. too much older. It still looks pretty good. Oh. Um, but on top of that, here, I'm going to exit out. And lastly, um, it's, it's, it's just kind of silly because I kind of borked the install. Oh, no. So I didn't mean to pack on everything. But if you look at my my list at the top there, I've got great on Steam Deck. These are not this is all of my games, not yeah. the games that I have installed. Then all of my games, whether they're great for the Steam Deck or not, then the games I have installed, and then non-Steam titles. And if you notice, I have like eighteen hundred non-Steam titles, uh, because I imported my collection of ROMs from my my NOS. And oh, not all man. of these are playable because <laughs> I didn't <laughs> do the, the plugins for Emo Deck correctly. Yeah. But most of my NES and most of my Super Nintendo library are good to go. I need to go through and clean out like my N64. But you can get up to PlayStation 3 emulation going, and it handles PS3 emulation decently well. Nice. Um, I, I've, I'm very surprised because PS3 emulation is not easy. So, um, again, it's, it's just remarkable what you can do with a nerdy little mini PC. And now this one's just got all of the accompanying hardware to make it a phenomenal gaming rig at the same time. No, no. Um, it's, it's, it's really, it, it's really been lovely. It, it really has been. And it's exactly what I needed in, mm-hmm. in terms of immediacy. Like, I'm happy to make some of these compromises just so I can spend every minute of my downtime actually yep. playing a game and not waiting for something to load or something to install or setting up my office. So it's, oh, it's right. really been nice. Absolutely. Um, uh, Ron Guido is asking, is, have you taken it outside yet? How is the brightness? Uh, it's a 400-nit display that's pretty good. That's um, not bad. It's... it's uh, so uh, I my my daughter after school will will take her out on like a little fun play date. She'll just hang out at a park, and mm-hmm. um, you you won't really want to play in direct sun, like that's just not a thing. Well, no, and yeah, you wouldn't do but, that. You wouldn't just, let me sit at the beach with my uh, maquia, you know macchiato or whatever. I don't know why. I said yeah. That. Anyways, um, um, but yeah, I, I was that's uh, probably what I would be drinking because I don't. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, you know what I meant. You know, you yeah. I don't feel like that's the environment that a system like this would work. Uh, well, and also more... it, it I, I'm, I'm, I'll be curious to see like how hot can I run it? Cause if I'm outside and it's 90 degrees outside and I'm in the sun well, you're and that get a thing's lot of like really cranking up. Yeah. The heat this year seems like it's coming. I'm going to try. Uh, 
at some point, I, I have to believe it's going to throw like a thermal warning or some it kind ha- of like performance. But you ha- so the thing about it, though, is that you actually have cooling, like you have a, a legit cooling system. This isn't, you know, don't get me wrong. Red Magic does it really well. But at its sure. core, the Red Magic is just barely moving air across the uh, the hardware on the inside where your system actually has a, an actual fan system that actually and an, it, it's, it's set up in a way to. It's doing better, but if the air that it's pulling is already (laughs) like 90, 95 degrees. So, um, but, but for Ron's question, um, it was great in kind of light mixed shade. So, you know, I'm sitting at, uh, one of those little cement picnic tables and there's a tree that's just kind of given me a bit of shade and Mm -hmm. I'm sitting and I'm playing and I'm, I'm like, I'm getting into it. Um, okay. I actually did finish a Tetris marathon round uh, outside in, yeah. in the park. I'm playing Tetris Effect, and like I, I was, I was really into it. I had headphones on. The music was going. It was really, really great. Um, it, it's, it's totally. I, I think it's, it's, it's kind of perfect in in that kind of public transit commute. Like maybe you're riding a bus, and you know, sunlight's gonna be a factor, but it's not direct harsh sun on the screen it's gonna hang pretty much anywhere you're gonna want to use it i like it. i like it like i said I, I can't wait to try it hopefully we can work out the, uh, the time in the, in the near future um but i did want to also talk about the fact that you that i mean don't get me wrong steam Egg is amazing it's big it does mm-hmm. a lot of nice and bells and whistles yeah i'm gonna turn another... my whole channel into just a steam deck channel so there's oh, not really well, anything then... anything else worth talking about that. I think so we can best pretty much deck? Is that what's going to happen? Is it going to be Dex uh, or no? Uh, <laughs> Juan's on deck. Yeah. Juan's on, on deck. Juan's <laughs> on deck. That, that, come on. Juan's on deck. You that was it. good. That was way better than the lame joke I came up with. No, I, I, mean, I got to yeah, give you props no, no. on that one. That was excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be here all weekend. Please tip your waitress. Out. Exactly. Um, no, no. So, okay. A couple of weeks ago, you and I had an opportunity to hang out. And and I'll be very honest with you guys, everybody in the chat. I've seen the I saw the phone, but unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to check it out or play with it. Um, but it is okay. So we already have one video, one one out of three videos that uh, that dropped. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Obviously, you're able to unveil, t- start talking about the uh, the X80 Pro. Um, yeah. Is there an X80 Pro Plus, or is it just a Pro? Or is the Pro the Pro so, Plus the, plus, uh, the minus or the plus? Right, right now, I do not have official confirmation from vivo that they will be doing a pro plus okay. it seems so- that vivo is dividing some of their regions on qualcomm versus MediaTek. and so, so i saw that com- i saw that comment as well yes yeah. depending on where you're getting it you, you're getting it in, so in the 9, 000, x80 yeah. pro is a direct replacement for the x70 pro plus those are the same the Qualcomm chipset as opposed to where. Yeah. Okay. I get, I get what you mean. But the X 80 is the replacement for the X 70 pro, which was their slightly lower tier. The X 70 pro. And I think is, you had dimensity 1200 last year, right? And, and, On the pro. I think so. Yeah. But it was but the it's, best dimensity it's, it's that you could get at the time. But yeah, really good. It's just, that is a, it is, it is built and it is marketed to be sort of an, upper mid-range lower premium tier like Mm -hmm. it's not their their crown jewel it it kind of exists there so the x80 is that 
So it's basically you just cut the obnoxious plus off Thrust. the pro and you've got the same phone, the, sort of the new version of the same phone from the X70 Pro Plus. I think it's a little confusing the way they've named it all. And I think there are people who are now expecting that Vivo's going to launch a Pro Plus that's going to do even more stuff. But the core, like, awesome camera, great fingerprint sensor, custom sensor, third generation Zeiss collaboration, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. ridiculous AI processing. This is the replacement for the X70 Pro Plus. If you're waiting for an X80 Pro Plus because you think that's what's going to replace the X70, it, it's here now. That's what the Vivo X80 Pro is, is I, the replacement. I mean, so is it too early to, to call worth it to go one year upgrade or is it more... Uh... <laughs> Uh, I, so I want the answers I, I, from episode three. I'll be totally friend. frank. You know, um, okay. obviously anything that I say about, about Vivo right now, um, the X70 Pro Plus rocked my socks. I was Absolutely. the only yeah. one in, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Android Basha. You mean Middle East? Salah. Because he does his yearly wrap-up video with all oh, the no, different no. content Sal- creators. Uh, Salah has his name. Salah. Salah. Oh my god! I couldn't remember Salah's name. Oh, no, no. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was the only one to to even mention Vivo in that video. So yeah. I was utterly and completely charmed by the X70 Pro Plus. It has it has punched well above its price tag, in my opinion, yes. for tackling gobs of my b-roll you got to use it out at ces i i had it, it is, for about a month or so and i was it was the that day of returning it was the worst day ever because <laughs> i was it, like oh it's my a god monster performer yeah, absolutely if you have absolutely. the x70 pro plus and mind you i am collaborating with and i have been sponsored by vivo to do a trio of videos I think it's okay if you just stick with your X70 Pro Plus. Okay. Nearly everything on the X80 Pro is refined over the X70. The X70 Pro Plus is still Crazy. ridiculous in 2022. I, so last week when you were... So, when we were yeah, when, it's, it's intense. Um, so I was that last week on, on Monday, I think on, uh, after you dropped the video, uh, we were I, I was actually Googling and trying to see how much mm-hmm. is I used. I mean, there's one. I don't know if it's still available. Last week it was there yeah. on Swappa for it was it called nine fifty and nine sixty nine. It was actually a pretty reasonable price for a decent yeah, size. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. So um, for the reason why the only reason why I asked is you know we get year over year upgrades sometimes sometimes they're worth it and sometimes they're not like right now i really feel like sony has a very good case in their in their court why you would consider getting you know a year over for this one yeah but with vivo for me i i it, the 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 phone just operated in a, in a, it's a different way, but it, when it runs, it ran well. It did great in low light. I, like I said, I took it with me to CES and I covered it. And I had a lot of low light shots that I had to shoot and I was doing, you know, reels and shorts and so on on that. So for me, the run and gun kind of experience, X70 Pro Plus was hanging there. The mics were great. Uh, and I'm hoping that, you know, obviously, you know, since with the refinement on this one with the X80 Pro, um, you know, maybe somebody that has an earlier generation, like an, I'm assuming like X60 or maybe something before then. To, yeah, or even like... Uh, it's like X50, X60. I mean, jump on the X80. I mean, it yeah. is top to bottom so well improved and yeah, yeah. 
what what Zeiss is doing with the computational photography, what the hardware refinements have delivered, I mean, so much of that is is phenomenal. Absolutely. I feel Absolutely. someone on an X70 is likely going to appreciate the refinements, but it's more the lifestyle stuff. Like going yeah. from going back to the X70 Pro Plus now, I'm not hurting too much on the camera side. I immediately miss the fingerprint sensor that the IQ 9 Pro and the X80 Pro have that the, the, the one that the one that sees your finger from six feet away is like, hey, yeah. that's a finger. Log, like where the entire yeah. bottom chunk I, of this phone is fingerprint sensor. And you don't even really need to look at where you put your thumb to unlock your phone on a touch yeah. screen. That's um, a crazy fast. That was crazy fast it, for sure. Well, and, and not just crazy fast. To me, it, it, it would even be okay if it were slower. It's that it's so broad. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to like train muscle memory to hit one specific it, spot. This was announced totally in 2009. Touch screen. Uh, the, the, the new higher, faster sensors, the fingerprint sensors were announced in 2019. And it's surprising how many companies have chosen not to. Because they're um, expensive. <laughs> oh, I, don't get me wrong. I, I, no, no, I get it. But I'm like thinking, you know, when, with Samsung and, and, you know, charging that much money and getting us into the thousand right. plus. Now, Samsung made a huge deal. What was it from? I think it was S20 to S21 where it's like it got 10% larger. And you're like, this is four times the size, the size of, of a yeah. Samsung fingerprint sensor. It's insane. So, uh, but but I don't I don't want to get us too sidetracked here. No, 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 really no, saying yeah. like X70 Pro Plus to X80. Um, it, it's stuff like that. Like okay. I, I miss the the fingerprint sensor. Um, performance is pretty similar until you really try to drive it into something like uh, crazy 4K project video rendering. And then yeah. it's not a foregone conclusion that the 8 Gen 1 is going to win. 8 Gen 1 absolutely shines in um, short bursts of high performance. Mm -hmm. And an 888 or an 865 can sometimes catch and beat it if you've got a longer process. Uh, Vivo has done a very good job of managing the thermal performance on this phone, mm -hmm. but it's still being managed somewhat. So it's a little different than like a Motorola or a Sony where they'll let you go. If you want to run your phone incredibly crazy hot, they'll, they'll let you do it and you'll, you'll suffer the thermal throttling. Yeah. I kind of feel Vivo has a bit more performance manipulation up front happening when you don't have it in high performance mode, right? When you, yeah. you don't dig through your battery stats or anything like that. So I think they've done a very job of minimizing the impact or the phone never really seems to run screaming hot. The phone's never like stuttering or, or performing poorly. It's not winning any of my benchmarks but it's always performing very consistently. And I've been shooting on it really heavy in 80, 90 degree heat where under, under almost the same, like the, the last day I had the Sony, I took it out and I was shooting side by side with the Vivo and with the Sony. Mm -hmm. The Sony is so much more efficient at getting you through all three camera sensors. You don't have tons of different modes and HDR and AI and portrait. I mean, it's, it's a camera. It's a camera camera. So I was shooting way more on the Vivo to go through all of my HDR shots, then mm -hmm. all of my pro raw shots, 
Then I'd also take some pro super raw shots just so I could compare raw file against super raw. And then I would also look at something else that was site specific. If it was a portrait mode or if it was a Zeiss color mode or something like that. I was often shooting about twice or sometimes three times more on the Vivo than I was on the Sony. And the Sony started giving me thermal warnings. I got that. And I never got any thermal warnings on the Vivo. That being, I mean, the the Sony didn't shut off on me. The camera still performed brilliantly. It's a prototype and it's early software. It's not a retail unit. The phone didn't let me down, but it was warning me that it was hot. And there was nothing on the Vivo. Like I didn't have a stumble or uh, or or a thermal throttle or dropped frames in video. Like Mm -hmm. it 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 was a champ. So um, it's. It, it really is kind of an interesting conversation when we're talking about like what a high end premium tier expensive phone camera experience should look like. And Sony, I think, has definitely got the lock on sort of photojournalism, documentary, uh, vlogging, like professional level vlogging, and then mm-hmm. some of the best video options available on any phone. And the Vivo is very different. This is some of the most insane computational photography, low-light performance, massive sensor, natural depth of field, and some of the best portrait modes I've ever seen. So they're, they're, they're like both pro-tier content creation machines, oh, yeah. and yet no, they absolutely. still couldn't be more different if you tried to make two phones with cameras as different as you could possibly make them. <laughs> uh, it, like you said, it, it, in Sony, it's the alpha team. And, but I, but I do appreciate the options and the, and the configurations that we get with the vivo, uh, the X 70 pro plus, like I said, served me very, very well. And mm-hmm. I, I used it in so many different scenarios, uh, but more yeah. so because of the phone, I feel like everyone was more comfortable creating all types of content. Like there are, you know, shorts and trying to, cover ces yeah. in bits as opposed to trying to put like one long video that i feel like people won't watch this way you get to pick what you want to watch but um yeah uh, it, it was very very good i i love the the processing on it honestly although maybe in gaming in certain situations i got used to the ui i got used to the the functional uh, the, the way the camera takes a second to step between this uh, you know when you're changing lenses and so on mm-hmm. um it, be, it becomes second nature. I mean, realistically, as it just it's so consistent, and that's what I appreciated yeah. of it. And you um, can count on it. Like you can yeah, plan it, ahead for how that's how that might occasionally. Now, how that I shouldn't say occasionally does it. You can kind of plan ahead for I'm doing this, and I need to swap to this lens, and I know what that transition feels like. But yeah. again, when I'm shooting for my camera deep dives and my, my camera reviews, like I'm sitting in one spot and I'm trying to hold the phone as still as I can to keep the same frame. And I'm toggling through Zeiss and HDR. And then I'm going ultra wide and then normal and Mm -hmm. then uh, medium telephoto and super telephoto switch to the manual modes. I go through that whole run again. I wait for just a second to let the phone like kind of finish processing everything in the background. And then I shoot some video samples. Like I'm having to hold steady for sometimes like a minute or two at a time to get through all of that. You Mm -hmm. get a feel for what the phone is going to do very, very quickly. And it doesn't twitch like sometimes Samsung's get stuttery just when you're navigating basic UI elements. Mm-hmm. Like the Note 22 was refreshing for actually being as smooth as I felt like Galaxies should be. Yeah. And it's still locked up on me occasionally. 
Um, but I mean, thinking back to like the Note 20 and the S20 Ultra, like you would just try and scan through your modes on the camera, on the, the, the sort of mode selector on your uh, camera app. Mm-hmm. And like the animation that they would put in would start janking like crazy just to get you into the next mode. Nothing like that happens ever on the Vivo. It's so sure-footed, even when you know it's not the fastest. And that that's, I think, an important feeling, mm-hmm. is it's it's not going to win win a wind sprint. It's not going to win the quarter mile. But yeah. it feels like it's going to go with you on on the marathon of work that you need to get done. Yeah, and but um, what I meant to... No, I, I I'm with you. It's um, actually no, sorry. So you were talking about the field, and I and it, and it hit me in like, like, is it as um, weighted why weight wise? Is it about the same weight where the yeah? I, 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 again, I know similar. keep saying the feel in the hand. So because that was the first thing that surprised me about the X70 Pro Plus when I got it from you, that it actually was substantially heavier than most devices on the market, even oh, like yeah. heavier than uh, I want to say even than the, no, not not the Note 20, Note 20, uh, Note 22 wasn't out yet. Um, but at the time, I must have had. Uh, I, I can't remember. I, all I remember is at the time I, when I borrowed it, I was like, "Okay, I can." I, yeah. I mean, I can hurt somebody, or I can hurt myself if it falls down. That's. <laughs> I, I mean, even it, it, it's. I think it's a little bit better balanced than the Mi Eleven Ultra, but it is a okay. hefty bugger, and that that camera stack on the top of the phone definitely makes it just a little top heavy for how okay. you hold it. But um, yeah, that hasn't changed significantly. It's 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 a it's kind of like that terrible joke from Lock, Sock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Like it feels good. It's heavy. You know, reliability. You know, it's reliability like, from Boris the Blade. <laughs> um, it, it 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 it's a bit chunky. But you know, I've been going back and forth between a couple different devices now where. A little extra weight, if it brings capability, doesn't bother me. Like, oh no, no, I, absolutely. I went from Steam Deck back to my Red Magic Seven, and after holding the Steam Deck, I was like, "Wow, this Red Magic Seven Pro is now so much more reasonable in size." Where before I had my Steam Deck, I would have told you, "This is such a chunky and heavy phone," and you're like, "It's all, it's all perspective." Once you kind of get your wrists used to something, when when um, it comes to gaming, it's... yeah, you. you uh... <laughs> The, the more controls, the better. But controller, obviously, is is a great opportunity to keep your mobile. Obviously, mouse and keyboard would be ideal. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. And you've been using controllers for quite some time. It's not new. Um, so far, but you're talking about like what what I think it's it's you know what it should be used for. Um, I I don't know if I'm going to do a lot of video coverage on it, but I also splurged on a beast grip. So, oh, the small rigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's is, like a small it, rig, but it's, okay. it's the, the name of this company is Beast Grip. So they, they make specifically, they've got um, a camera plate that actually has a little flexible membrane because mm-hmm. they can't, you can't always predict like what phone is going to have like a big protruding camera sensor or if that's it's going to be a big plate. Yeah. No, absolutely. So um, I have one of the small rigs. It doesn't line up. It, the phone's almost always at an angle back away from okay. the plate. So it's hard to get a lens on there. So now, you know, like we're saying like, hey, I like to take my my Thanks Vivo so. and I go out and I shoot and do all this stuff. Like, how does the phone feel? And you're like, well, if I'm shooting video, it's going to be in something like this. <laughs> so it it feels as good as it needs to. I don't okay. know. This is this is big and chunky and I'm going to have a mic on it and lights and probably another hand grip once I buy one. So I guess it's. 
not too fatiguing to hold. It, so that's it, great. It depends. <laughs> um, the, the biggest thing I think a lot of people worry about, you know, the weight and so on. It, like you said before, it was the weights, the weight distribution. Because if it's not weighted right, if it's too top heavy or yeah. bottom heavy, uh, I prefer a well balanced. And most devices, like, I mean, the OnePlus actually did a much better job this year. I feel like it's well, uh, the 10 Pro. Mm -hmm. So, um, the biggest thing I would probably say is I'm looking forward to is, are you able to share roughly what the second and third videos are going to be on? Or, or is that part of yes. it once? Uh, I mean, not to say obviously what's in them, but the title, like the subject or. The... Oh, no, I, I'll, I'll tell you guys what we're, what we're going to do. Um, okay. th th there's no great secret about that. The embargo on the phone is lifted. So I can, I can, I can say whatever. Uh, video one was just an overview and a tour um, I'm mean, very, very, very service level. I mean, we did this yeah. by design because videos two and three are going to get a bit more specific. I love so that. video one was just a tour. I, we're, we're talking about the, the different camera sensors, some very, very simple samples of just what it looks like to switch from ultra wide to wide to medium telephoto to super telephoto, and then going through each of the camera modes. Okay. Because... If, if you've shot on a Samsung, if you remember LG, and I feel mm -hmm. like Vivo also lives in this space too, there are so many modes. <laughs> if you don't know that, like, this phone has, like, a special, special stabilized mode for long exposure so that you can do light paintings, you know, like, you've got to dig into those settings. So we just wanted to do a, a very broad overview to start us off there. Video two is going to be speaking a bit more specifically on on kind of what's new for the X series. Um, okay. Some some of the lens changes, uh, very subtle tweaks over the X seventy Pro Plus. Again, I feel very solid on the X seventy still, but there have been these little tweaks, these little refinements, uh, showcasing the coprocessor a little bit more because the uh, they've got a whole special second imaging coprocessor that tackles a lot of the phone screen manipulation mm -hmm. and is also responsible for just like these insanely fast low light capture options. Like the night mode on this thing is, is, is just, it's insane. It, you'll, you'll land a shot in half the time it takes a pixel six to scan it. And the vivo is going to put out a brighter, cleaner image and the colors are more accurate. So like even that. when I'm in like near blackout conditions, the pixel six pro does very well. Mm -hmm. The vivo beats it on every single metric wow. does it faster does it brighter does it cleaner and has better color accuracy like it, it's 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 literally magic i don't I like know it. how they do it but they do it through this little coprocessor. and then in video three i'm going to be repeating uh, a testing and a comparison that i did with the x70 where i'm going to put the x80 up against my panasonic I've okay. got a 24 millimeter lens that has the equivalent, um, not, not just the equivalent focal length, but also the same equivalency for the aperture and okay. head to head. It's, it's just absolutely stunning what we can pull off with a phone camera. So video three is going to be like kind of the more brutal nuts and bolts. Let's really talk about the math and the sensor and the optics and the science of light. And, and we're going to kind of put all that together by design. We wanted to go super, super simple and broad to start. A little bit more focused with more samples for video two. And then video three is like the hardcore geekery if you get into camera lenses and optics. And Aditya, of course, has to bring back the uh, the amazing heritage <laughs> page uh, concerns uh, with Juan, and which shows up in most of his videos, believe it or not. Uh, no. Um, That's hilarious. 
<laughs> yeah, he's not testing Bluetooth buds yet. Unless did they send you uh, buds with them as well? So it's like a no. Uh, and it's no. I, I wanted to reach out to them. You know, like again, I'm so focused on just getting these videos done because this this has been exciting. Like actually working with the company, mm-hmm. I've gotten a little bit more insight than what I would normally get if if I were just like handed a reviewer's deck. I'm having back and forth conversations. I've been able to put in a few things like, hey, it would be really nice if we could have focus peaking in this mode or. What do you think about some of the audio control options for your manual video? Wouldn't that be kind of neat? So having that like direct open dialogue with not just PR, but also some of the Vivo engineers has been really refreshing. Um, So I'm focused on just getting these three videos done. And then I'm going to try and reach out because like the earbuds that I'm wearing right now Mm -hmm. are the Vivo ANC. Like they're just so comfortable like they're mm-hmm. some of the most comfortable buds that i own and i basically just keep them paired to my pc all the time if i yeah. need to jump on a call if i'm going to do a live stream i just pop in the vivo buds and so i saw that they had vivo buds too i was like hey you know i'm reviewing this phone over here I, uh, to me that would have been, well so what to, to answer is once once you get your pair obviously we'll be able to do the uh the, you know the the Faraday cage configuration. Uh, the one seems to be mm-hmm. able to break every pair of buds. Um, so those are going to be next week. So that's are though I'm assuming so. The next video would be probably sometime next week or so. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna space them out a week apart, and then when we're done with that trio, I'm gonna put together my thoughts on using it as a phone. Okay. They reached out to me specifically to talk about content creation, uh, mobile content creation, and mm-hmm. uh, and and camera tech. Um, I, I obviously, you know, because again, I've, I'm putting disclosures out there. I'm working with this brand. We, yeah. we are sponsored. This is money is being exchanged. I'm taking this very seriously in how we're talking about this product. Mm-hmm. But I was a huge fan of the X70 Pro Plus before we ever started. Um, I was probably the biggest fan of the X70 Pro Plus. No, I, I, I remember before. how excited you were at the announcement of it, and then later on when you were able yeah. to, to to be able to start unit testing it. So, so, um, so I'm looking like you know next week is going to be video two, the week after that's going to be video three, so and then the right week after, after that, I am going to be putting together a rest of the phone kind of video. I'm, that's not going to be sponsored by Vivo. That's not what I'm working with them to accomplish. Mm-hmm. But I'm really not. Like, I'm really not comfortable calling it a review when I've been working so closely with the company. Like, I feel I've got a a different kind of emotional stake in the product now. And I feel like, you know, I I, I don't claim to ever have objectivity, but I now definitely have a much different kind of subjectivity to this. But there are still a lot of things that I think I can talk about that might help people who are looking at different types of phones or premium mm-hmm. kinds of experiences. There's definitely a lot we can talk about for performance because I feel it's, that's always a controversial topic when we're talking yeah. about eight gen one. Um, so, so there will be a fourth video. That's just me. That's not, you know, uh, a part of this sponsored series from vivo. Okay. Um, but that I, I want to get these camera videos out first, just cause like, this is this is exactly why I fell in love with the X70 Pro Plus. If you were a fan of LG cameras, this feels a lot like the funkiness mm-hmm. that we had on LG that you could you could turn it into whatever type of camera shooting experience you wanted. Only it's next level AI stuff. So it's like all the goodness that I love on my V60 
with one of the best camera sensors on the market today and ridiculous coprocessor. I mean, it just like it 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 predicts things in ways that again it i it's mind boggling sometimes how good it is at that stuff i like it i like it so that sounds like it's probably going to be more or closer to mid june as we are kind of rounding off uh the month i mean we have like what the 11 days left um yeah it's and and, and we also have a holiday so which lay light on your show again it, that this one thing about having a show on monday you get all the holidays um yep <laughs> but uh, so for me, I'm I'm trying to do a so for me, I have another Buds video coming up tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have, I think, a video I want to put a video with. I have I still have some footage left from the uh, the Xperia 1 Mark 4. And I'm going to be putting together my top 10, my top five feature more of a I think like a teaser video to try to get people interested mm-hmm. to maybe watch the 30 minute video because I didn't realize I was going to be making a 30 minute video till I was done editing said video. Yeah. It just kind of happens uh, that way. It, yeah. Well, I mean, so what, what I feel like as a, till we, till we meet again, type of a, a you know, homage letter or something like that to, to the Xperia sure. one Mark four, uh, a top five video. Uh, so hopefully coming out this weekend. Um, nice. I have a, uh, a few things coming up. I want to put some more, more, more phones and stuff like that. Devices, uh, hopefully coming up in the near future. Uh, nothing here yet, but so not time, time, no embargoes to broken, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get back into my groove. Let's just say that, uh, this week was weird. I feel we, it, but last like, week, I, bur- I burnt out hard last week and yeah. I didn't realize how bad it was. Um, till I was like, when we did the stream on Saturday and, uh, and it was over, I was like, I just wanted to lay down and just do nothing kind of thing it was uh one of those um it it was it was a yeah it was a tough week and then day job just kind of took over this week for me seriously monday tuesday wednesday i was out of pocket entirely the whole time and i barely was able to squeeze out one video for the link buds but um what what else are we what else are are, can we see from you are you any any new slick deals um uh, i don't uh, know what my schedule is like for slick deals videos i'm going in to shoot on tuesday and then I'm not sure how much I can say about reviews.org just yet, but we're going to be doing a channel shakeup. Okay. And so I can't tell you what that's going to look like, but I basically have like four or five videos in reserve with them now that are going to be distributed in different ways from how we've normally been doing our videos. So that's going to be interesting if I can't, if I don't totally know what it's going to look like just yet. Um, so next up for me, I want to do, and and what's funny is like what I just expressed when we were talking about the X80 pro versus the Sony one Mark four, I kind of want to do a video where I just say sort of what I just already just said, (laughs) you know, like these are, these are like the best camera phones on the market today and they couldn't be more different if they tried. So I'm going to try and get a video like that out maybe end of next week, um, I've got a script written for some Sony audio tech that's going to be going to the Patreon. So talking about the speaker performance and the headphone performance of the one Mark four, again, this is still from a prototype phone. So I'm not calling it. This is the review of how your retail unit will perform. Obviously you you don't, you don't do YouTube, man. You need to know know. review definitive Um, day one first minute yes. you're getting the phone you make a video and say this i took is it out the, of the box here's the full review the don't buy video it on this phone buy it and uh, I, you know i got i got my steam deck video out 
I'm going to be doing some more gaming in very small and focused ways on my channel. Kind of like how I burn through headphone reviews and then I got to take a break. Then I got to burn through phone reviews and I got to take a break. And I'm going to be doing, going to be mixing in a little bit more gaming. But one of the things that I want to start with is getting a better lay of the land on gaming phones. So I'm going to be doing a comparison between the Red Magic 7 Pro and the Poco F4 GT. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of start this off, this is a mobile, mobile idea of gaming. And then I want to use that to kind of lead into phone gaming versus a steam deck versus a gaming laptop. These other things that we can talk about, like how do you move a game out of an environment? We know the switch really well. We yeah. totally get that. But there are other game philosophies, game stores, game downloading services, game streaming services. And I feel like this is one of those ways that we can really talk about what sort of next generation services are going to look like. If, if you spend your time downloading and installing a game versus firing up Xbox, which now you can do on the Steam Deck really easily... To stream your games. So so that's going to be an evolving conversation. And I still need to get back to just some older phones. Like, I, I've been dying to talk about the Pixel 6 Pro. It's been so good after I these know. last couple updates. I've been dying to talk about the Duo 2. I've said it on this podcast like the last I, month. I, I want to so. talk about the Duo 2 again because it's so good on these recent updates. So um, there's there's a lot that I need to circle back to over the summer and hopefully we can kind of expand on all of these. We're, I, you and me both have been in such a rush to get embargo, launch, I, embargo, launch, embargo, yeah. launch. And you're like, now nah, I, I need to take some time and have fun with this or I'm going to go crazy. If I don't get to really play with these things and I'm just constantly announcing them, mm-hmm. then no one is going to have fun with this stuff. No, no I, I, I hear you. I'm, and I'm with you. Yeah, no, you're right. We need... I'm I'm probably at the beginning of an earbud uh, uh, cycle. <laughs> um, super cycle? I, uh, super <laughs> cycle. Well, because the XM5s are coming in tomorrow. Um, and I have a couple more, another pair of buds coming in next week. Um, although it's yeah. slightly different, buds over ear kind of thing. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I think the, I'm looking forward to enjoying the, let's say this. I'm looking forward to enjoying the XM5s this weekend. I think that's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be focusing a little bit more on that one uh, while I'm waiting for the next pair to come in. Um, but that's good. You know, we'll see some variety. You know, a little bit of slick deals, a little bit of uh, you know reviews, org, and you know some stuff on your channel. And yeah, I'm I'm trying to get back into somewhat of a, a normal, somewhat schedule. Uh, and and it's just it's hard. Um, yeah, I fell off the bandwagon, and every time I try, it just gets weirder. Uh, I so yeah, short short long story short, <laughs> extremely short uh, long story short. Um, <laughs> Next week, it'll be also kind of going back on the road for that and then kind of just more normalizing um, and just, uh, you know, creating content that I enjoy and the, the same way you do, you know, create content that you enjoy and you like, you know, enjoying there. Uh, I hear your thoughts on the 6 Pro updates. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, for me, I I mean, overall, did you also update the camera or did you, uh, you got the camera update as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, no, so, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been great. Like, I I I feel like I've got my Pixel Five in the other room. Um, that's running the Android thirteen beta, and there's a lot that I like about what's going on. Just for 
sort of polishing up Android 12, but even on Android 12, which I think we can all agree was sort of a bummer of an in-betweener update between yeah. 11 and 13. Yeah. Even on Android 12, the Pixel 6 Pro is holding onto my SIM card and it's doing really well. Uh, um, yeah. In every I way that I was like... It works very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in every way that I was really disappointed with the Galaxy S22 and how I keep seeing these headlines. Like, there was another one that hit my newsfeed, like... Uh, you know, Samsung releases yet another update in the same month to to polish up performance on the S22. And you're like, that's not good, guys. No. Um, if they're scrambling to put out multiple patches, like two patches a month, and they've been doing that for off and on a couple months since launch, that's not confidence-inspiring for the yeah. state of that phone and the performance of that phone. And yeah... Google had a big misstep when they had to pull an update for the Pixel 6 Pro. That's definitely embarrassing. Since then, it's been an absolute beast. Yeah. And <laughs> it's we've been got, really And, and we've got new features, new languages, yeah. a lot more things added on, um, on it. And we also know, obviously, the future with the near future scene. How does Denser work in a more of a budget experience? What compromises the, the Pixel 6a will give us? Um, yeah, you know, knowing that that's literally in July, like they gave us the date, July 21st, we know. Um, and I want to, you know, hopefully see maybe some more stuff on the watch, the buds and so on, some of the other things going on. But it makes me also excited to see what the Pixel 7 and 7 Pro's approach is going to be for sure with uh, Tensor Gen 2 or whatever the new version. But, of but at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm so over the, the phone launched and it had some bugs. We're going to be outraged unless it's Samsung or Apple. That's totally okay for those two companies to have bugs. But any other phone, that's a deal breaker. Because, like, seriously, the, the over the same period of time with even bigger issues to work on, I think Google has maintained my affinity for how good they are at iterating on software. And I can't say that I had the same experience on Samsung, not on the S22, not on the Note 22. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like we're in ballparks where like OnePlus will get slammed and, and we'll get a negative review for something that you will almost take for granted is a problem on a Samsung. Every single phone is going to launch, and because of how ridiculous and aggressive our yearly update cycle is, mm -hmm. if you're going to be bleeding edge, expect the bugs. And it doesn't matter who you're buying. It will have the bugs. And if you're, if you're impressed by a number of updates, then get a Samsung. <laughs> if you're impressed by a quality of updates maybe don't get a Samsung. And and that kind of nuance in this conversation is totally lost on the people yeah. that just blindly click through like Reddit links on, on, on a tech forum or a tech mm -hmm. subreddit. Um, because again, it's, it's like, I already have a fondness for how Google handles things like their display tech and their call tech and their messaging and all that. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's why I like those features. But I'm also like, hey, when I'm focusing on those kinds of features, Google is actually fixing their issues better than any other player in the game right now. And it's hilarious when you see, like, massive issues with cameras, massive security holes on iPhones. And yeah. then people are still like, oh, but I guess iPhones have the best software. And you're like, no, it's a computer like any other. And it's got a bunch of problems. 
And we hope that we can fix the problems before they become consumer catastrophes. I was going to say catastrophe or lawsuits, but yeah. But that's there's no guarantee. It is you know like again, it's not like Apple really has done that better. It's just their marketing is more effective, and that's yeah, but... the thing that kind of gets me. It's why I, I'm so desperate to kind of get back into this because like the Duo Two is such a radical experiment in cutting up Android UI, mm-hmm. and now it's working really well. Duo One, unfortunately, wasn't ever polished to that point until we got the Duo Two. The, the Duo the, Two the Duo feels like a is... very different phone. It's a very different um, well, because it, they had to completely break Android to make it do things that Android it, wasn't the, meant to do. And yeah, now yeah. even the Duo One is doing that phenomenally better. But we had to go through an entire generation of hardware to get the Duo One feeling that smooth. No, no, I, I and and I, I think I appreciate all of the things that the Duo One stood for, and and the fact that it still is a, a phenomenal device to multitask on. Um, and I feel like uh, you know now we have to change the narrative based on which OEM is the is, <laughs> issue in it. Uh, Google, please. Uh, no, I, I'm with you. I know. Sammy I'm, I'm with it. you, Aditya. If Google does it, it's them covering up their mistakes. If Sammy does it, it shows their commitment for updates. <laughs> no, is, I know. more I know. software is not better software. No, and not only that, it hasn't improved the battery life. This is the problem. I've been dealing with battery issues on the 22 Ultra, and it still has. I still feel like it shouldn't be going through a 5,000 milliampere battery this fast. The 21 Ultra did not. So, uh, I'm, I'm you know what? I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm with you, and we should probably start wrapping this up because I do need to get going. Um, no, no. I, I'm with you on that, but I, I I I like for something like that. Like, I can't really blame Samsung. Um, it's like it it it's sort of the perfect storm of overselling and overhyping a feature like 120 hertz high refresh rate displays. Yeah. At the same time that the SOC market has radically, I think, over-focused on GPU performance, but well, not pinning GPU performance to a better performance per watt efficiency. And yes. yeah, that's true. instituting what's still kind of a, a, a sloppy rollout of new radio technologies. And so I pick up my LG V60 and it regularly still gets my SIM card because... We can at least cut back on screen resolution and refresh rate. Yeah. And the 865 is so much more efficient performance per watt that I can I can handle the 5G additional power draw so much better. And that, that phone, you know, it's, think about how old the V60 is now. That's I'm still regularly time. getting over nine hours of screen on time, often running two screens at the same time. And you cannot do that on a Note 22. You cannot no. do that on a OnePlus 10 Pro, on a Motorola, on a Sony. So anymore, it's like, it's not Samsung's fault. I wish that they were handling the performance better on the S22 because well, yeah, I I those that... customers are getting, are getting ripped off. Yeah. But, you know, the Note 22 is built well. That is handling the 8 Gen 1 much better. On day in, day out, absolutely. It's the whole industry. It, it is. And, and then I also think it has to do, um, for me, it, it's, I wasn't necessarily blaming Samsung specifically, but it's more so the software optimization. 
Um, typically what I've had with Samsung devices, when I first get them out of the box, they work perfectly great. Radio does really well. I get really good connections. Mm -hmm. And after about a couple of days, there's a massive update that gets hit. You know, like the, the public, you know, day one right. update. And then suddenly the experience feels like it's a little bit throttled. Like my modem still doesn't connect as fast as it can. Mm. Little things like that. Typically, that levels it out. That's usually where my experience kind of ends. Usually, the battery gets you know more comfortable a day and a half. Mm -hmm. For me, on the S22 Ultra, if I'm really pushing it or the Note 22 Ultra, if I'm pushing it and I'm going through, I can literally go through till maybe two, three o'clock, and I have to put it, plug it in, like at, when it gets down to about ten percent. Um, and I'm home. I'm not even out. So this is the weird part about it. Um, and I'm only getting maybe about four, four and a half hours worth of screen on time. So it's not like it. I'm Ooh. you know eight, nine hours. Those are the things that I'm concerned, keeping in mind that yeah. my updates are T-Mobile updates. They're not regular Samsung updates. So I'm wondering what is in the background on the on the carrier side possibly too. Because those are other things that get inserted into our updates if you buy a carrier version of the phone. Yeah. So it um but long story short. But yeah. But I, I, I mean like I was expecting you to say like, oh, maybe I'm only getting six, six, maybe seven hours of screen on time. No, if five, you're rocking five, four. Yeah, five if I'm stretching it and I dim a lot, but no. Um I'm yeah, on Wi Fi, I should not yeah. So I but I tend to the the, the nice thing is I tend to typically switch over back to the Pixel Six and then of course the ten pro because I think for me those work a lot better. You know, people people were talking trash about Tensor not having the bestest synthetic benchmarks, but as this well, thing has aged and again for everyone who was like, Oh, but it's just Exynos trash and Google did this and they're just using Samsung, you know, leftover leftovers. Parts. Yeah, yeah. This thing is not performing like an Exynos Galaxy. This thing is performing like a competitive, <laughs> comparable phone. It's yeah, yeah. really good. The Tensor itself, um, after after the December update, which I actually did install online, I manually installed it um, before it was pulled, and then um, I, I realized that yeah, it keeps getting better. Cameras get better. I keep, okay. get more functionalities. Everything in the um, uh, an hour of YouTube, uh, 10 minutes of Twitter, nine minutes of Reddit, nine minutes of Instagram, and six hours of Netflix. So I'm at seven hours and 36 minutes of screen on time for my yeah, Pixel, Pixel 6 Pro, and I'm at 35% battery. That's That's stupid crazy, man. That is, okay, yeah. Well, but Samsung is Samsung, man. That's my answer. Samsung is Samsung. I feel a Note 22 should be... So, and, and I'm not putting this on you. I yeah, feel yeah. a Note 22 should be doing better uh, no, absolutely. without people needing to tweak a whole bunch of stuff yeah. to get it there. Because I'm at, I'm at Quad HD and I'm just letting it do the adaptive 120 hertz, but obviously it scales down to a lower refresh rate most of the time on my Pixel 6 Pro. So I'm not doing anything fancy to yeah. customize what's going on here. Um, but for like passive video streaming where I've just had it on most of my day while editing, I feel like seven and a half hours is pretty good. It like, should, no, no, that it, doesn't it, suck. Six plus hours <laughs> is what I expect. I tip, I typically never get into the eight and nine, but I, when I wasn't, when within the last three to four updates that have been coming through, I haven't noticed any improvements in battery life. And that's yeah. to me, it's a concern. And I know it's an update, but I don't know specifically again if if it's the Samsung update specifically, or is it the T-Mobile 
validation process or and, whatever they end up doing. And, and, and also I feel it's too many, it's too many cooks. Yeah. No, that's and, a major and this problem is always, yeah. Whenever it comes to carriers, um, it is a very different beast. And it used to be at one point where the carriers would get the updates first. Samsung flipped the game on us. They're like saying, well, unlocked models, we'll get the update later after the carriers get it and so on. So now it, it's so, a little bit more, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I share your frustration there. Yeah. And it's one of the things like, I really I'm wish I didn't get, really get the carrier version. I wanted to get the well, unlocked. Yeah. And I, and I but but again, th- this is this is what's so frustrating because like you want to be able to say that as a techie, like, hey, if you care about this and you want these kinds of updates, then this is what you buy. But Samsung is big enough, but they're not so big that they yeah. can dictate terms to the carriers. No. So not, if you buy unlocked... No, but if you buy unlocked, there's no guarantee that you will properly get support for like T-Mobile's oh. UC or yeah, Verizon's yeah. millimeter wave. They're using 5G as these pain points to lock consumers in and to get them buying phones in a specific way and forcing a company like Samsung. I am no fan of Samsung. I do not think this is their fault. I think this is okay. the ridiculous, complex relationship between a manufacturer and a carrier getting in between the manufacturer and their customers that for some reason apple is allowed to do whatever they want yeah and no other company is um, and then what i will blame samsung for is spreading themselves out too thin with too many phones too many different regional variants and exynos that is ridiculously underperforming and i don't think they can keep up with software issues on six different variations of s22 phone that have different SOCs and different radios and different things to consider that then get chewed up by the carrier approval process whenever yep. they're ready to roll out an update. It's too much. Mm-hmm. And Samsung doesn't have the leverage to say, this is the way we're doing it. This is the phone we're making. And this is how we're going to sell it. They have to play this game with carriers because they know that here in the United States, Apple's going to eat them for lunch every single time so the carriers don't have you know any uh any vested interest in promoting samsung unless samsung's really playing ball and and paying for the marketing and paying for the price cuts probably no no i know it uh our carrier conversations change the way um mobile is viewed in the market especially because they control such a big part of it a lot of people reference their stores they go to best buy or go any electronic store that's typically what they see they see like a carrier booth inside of that physical store yeah. um but it does make things a little more complicated as one was saying it's like you know jumping from uh, t-mobile you see from the ultra capacity over to uh you know verizon uh 5g or like you know ultra wideband um, yeah, it's not a simple process. It it actually is much more complicated than it should be. Yeah, let's say that. But but we should yeah. probably we let should that yeah be the thing we tack out because uh, actually I, I mean I've been texting back and forth like I'm almost done. I promise I'm almost done. No, no, I really I, do I, need to so, get going so we can yeah yeah. No, with that being said, I do want to say first and foremost <laughs> thank you to everybody for hanging out with us. Um, thanks to Juan for bringing all the candy today. Apparently he brought everything. Yes, cool. uh, dude, uh, the Steam Deck, the X80 Pro Plus, uh, ah, X80 Pro. Um, and of course, more conversations. I, sadly, the Xperia uh, 1 Mark IV had to go back home. Uh, but maybe there'll be an opportunity for us later on. And uh, Juan, Juan's about to go play video games. He's he's joking. He'll be. <laughs> I want to uh, play games so bad. I got to um, go do other things. I, I will say, hope you guys have a great evening, morning, depending where you are. We will see you guys obviously next week for another episode of Best of Our Week, episode 71, hopefully. 
Uh, of course, keep it with me here Saturday with the Android Bay and Monday morning back uh, with Juan with the SGGQA. He is the SGG to the QA of that show. That's the best way I'm going to be able to imitate yeah. him <laughs> from, uh, from Monday. You take just care, made it everybody. sound way cooler than uh, I make it sound. I, so. I try. I try. Uh, <laughs> take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.